1: This is The Secret Library, a podcast about writing and publishing books. I'm Caroline Donahue, a life coach who works with writers, and I'm here to tell you this is your year. It's time to stop waiting and start writing. This is episode 93. And before I introduce our guest today, who people have been asking about when is Lord Birthday coming on? So it is today. I will tell you it is today. But before that, I want to get into um, this week's novel confessions. So I'm I'm growing into and, and starting to enjoy this part of the show where it's just me and you and nobody else kind of as part of the conversation. So I've started to think about what I want to share each week as I'm I'm working on the book and chewing on it. And the thing I want to talk about this time is this need to develop an an awareness and an ability to tell the difference between when you're procrastinating and when you actually need a breather and a minute to digest things. Because I've been dealing with this scenario recently with my book, and I'm probably about... 40 to 50,000 words into the draft so it's a real chunk of time into the story but it's not a full book it's not completely finished and I have a series of scenes laid out in advance that I want to write and I got to this point where it was getting really hard to continue we talked a little bit before about this freeze feeling and the feeling that sometimes you can um get stuck and it's hard to keep going. So I was having a little bit of that after a really prolific period for a few weeks where I was getting a lot down on paper because I was realizing that something didn't fit. And it's really hard to know the difference between am I just procrastinating? Is it getting scary? Is this getting a little bit too real? Is this becoming something that's threatening to my identity as someone who has not yet finished a book? And Is that what's stopping me? Or is it that there is something that hasn't quite clicked into place yet? Is there something that needs to change and something that needs to be a little bit different than it has been up to this point in order for the book to work, in order for everything to fall into place? And... What I found was that for me over the last month, it was the latter. And it was that something really needed to change about the story. And I figured out what that was. And now I'm feeling a lot more energy and excitement and enthusiasm about going forward. But I've realized that this distinction between those two states of being is really important for every writer to figure out. So in brainstorming with with my group of writers in the coffee shop and in working with my clients, what I have come up with is that when the primary feeling is fear, it's probably because there's something coming up that you're afraid of, that you're afraid will have to happen or will have to change about your life or who you are if you finish the book. And that the most important thing to do in those cases is to explore what those fears are. And they may be ridiculous. My fears are definitely ridiculous whenever I think about what the book will come up. Because, you know, there's so many writers who are so famous, they can't go to the grocery store. And as an introvert, I think I'm, I sort of live in fear and horror of being recognized by my appearance. I don't ever want to be recognized by my appearance. So I think that there's a fear whenever the writing starts to go well, that my book is going to become so popular that I'll be like JK Rowling and people will know me by sight and I'll have to hide somewhere and never be able to go buy cookies at Trader Joe's when I'm having some kind of cookie attack, which is absurd, but important to identify. And so I think if that's the energy that you're leading with as you're fearful about moving forward or feeling just resistant to moving forward. If fear is leading, it's important to address the fears. If there is, on the other hand, a sense of dullness or a sense of just kind of lack of motivation or lack of excitement about moving forward with the book, it may be that there's something going on with the structure of the book that isn't working for you and is worth playing with. And it might be worth asking some questions of why is this story not working? What, what's feeling boring to me? Could I make this more interesting? Or what would be the polar opposite of what I'm planning to write the next scene about? And, and maybe is that more interesting? These are the kinds of questions I've gotten to start asking. And in playing with those, I got much closer to what was missing, and what I need to go forward with. And now it feels really great. And it feels exciting to be writing. So I offer that as my novel confessions for this week, and I hope it's helpful. Um, But now, let's get on to the interview and the rest of the show. My guest this week is Chad Murphy, aka Lord Birthday. Chad created Lord Birthday in 2015. And Lord Birthday is equal parts satire and sincerity, poking fun at self-help didacticism, and internet writing, while at the same time trying to give freshness and new meaning to these forms. The writing itself is inspired by Chad's favorite dry comedic voices, Donald Bartolome, George Saunders, E.B. White, Jack Hendry, Monty Python, Flannery O'Connor, Guy Madden, Philip Larkin, Patricia Lockwood, Marky Smith, Greta Gerwig, Joe Frank, Michael Robbins, and David Bentley Hart. The visual style is an amalgam of various influences as well. William Blake, Seishonagon, Lewis Carroll, Leona Fink, David Shrigley, Amanda Michelle Smith, David Firth, Chris Casey, Jack Smith. In addition to Cy Twombly and the cover of Akiko Yano's Tadima. I was so excited (laughs) to talk to Chad as a huge fan of Lord Birthday. Those of you who don't know Lord Birthday, should pause this episode, go onto Instagram and search uh, search for Lord Birthday. I would give yourself conservatively two to three hours to just sit there, and you will know very quickly if Lord Birthday is for you. If, like me, you are openly weeping, potentially holding up a hand um, against the wall and screaming that you need some Kleenex to sop up all the tears that are running down your face, you will know that Lord birthday is for you. Um, You may just go, eh, I don't quite get it. Um, The reaction seems to be one or the other. But as soon as I heard that Lord birthday had a book coming out, I was like, yes, we must, must talk about Lord birthday. So I was very grateful that Chad was willing to come on and talk about all the influences and all the subtlety and all the amazing things going on beyond the scenes um, and behind the scenes and and around the outsides that create the magic that is Lord Birthday. So for all of you who keep writing me and saying, when is Lord Birthday coming on? It's now. It's time to listen. And I know you're going to love it. It was even more amazing than I thought it was going to be. Um, Chad's pretty awesome. So enjoy and happy listening. Hey, Chad, thanks for coming on the show.
0: Thanks for having me. It's a pleasure to be here.
1: It's very funny because we've switched to a recording platform now where I don't see the person when I'm recording. So in my head again, you still look like a drawing from your <laughs> from your picture so it's kind of fun to just have your voice. But I have to sure. say the level of of like freak out excitement that people have expressed to me about your coming on the show has been very exciting. Oh, Even that's our nice. housemate was like, Oh, is it Lord birthday tonight? When I said I was coming <laughs> into record.
0: Oh, that's very nice. Very nice. Yeah. I, I appreciate that. Yeah. That's very kind. Very kind. So
1: I want to know, like, where did Lord birthday come from? And, and, how did this because you mentioned before we started he's a bit of a persona so I want to hear the whole thing like as much as you're willing to share about sure. where he came from what he's about where he hangs out what's up with him
0: right yeah this this is a question I you know i I think I'm still still in the process of, of kind of making sense of of uh, you know the, the the different pieces of this there there's a lot of different, Kind of influences and and interests that I have that I think have kind of kind of come together in this way and and sort of evolved over time. So it's it's a little bit like a it's kind of like a you know kind of a detective story in itself to figure out you know where these specific um, you know a- aspects of the voice and and like kind of the visual style and everything came from. So you know I, I originally I um, you know was was doing this anonymously uh, and it 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 kind of my my only interest in the beginning was um you know to get some uh some unbiased feedback in a sense you know i i have been writing um you know it, mostly in secret for you know a, a little bit over a decade um since graduate school and i've i've been trying to write short stories and um they always were these kind of attempts at being um you know, writers I like, like George Saunders or Kurt Vonnegut or, uh, you know, sort of, uh, slightly dark, but kind of humorous, uh, absurdist kind of stories. Donald Barthelme is another, um, person that I, you know, these were all big influences for me yeah. when I was in college and in, in graduate school. So, uh, so I was always doing that and it it never kind of coalesced into anything. It, it was always, um, there was just never much of a voice or much much personality in it, to be honest. It was uh you know technically or grammatically correct. Uh, and they were sort of uh they were kind of whimsical and kind of kind of weird and kind of funny, but it never sort of uh, came together how i how I wanted it to. so uh, you know uh, this the originally this Lord birthday idea th- the name I mean I had been sort of just brainstorming thinking about creating some kind of, uh, anonymous persona as a way of, you know, practicing, uh, you know, writing and also cartooning, which I, I had never really done before. I mean, that was not something I grew up really doing. I, I would draw and doodle every now and then, but it was never, it was never a pursuit or something I I felt like I could do. So, um, you know, I, I had this kind of series of, of, sort of serendipitous, uh, you know, encounters with different writers and different artists. Um, one is uh, named David Shrigley, who uh, I saw some of his work in Vancouver, I happened to be there uh, for for work. And I went to the Vancouver Art Gallery, and some of his work was there. And it kind of was this um, epiphany, in a sense, where I felt like, it, I, I, it's hard to explain, but I, I I could just sort of sense that Uh, this was something that I needed to integrate with, with the writing that I was doing. And, um, Mm. I just had this kind of, for the first time, I mean, this is, this is very rare. This has never happened to me, but I I had a pretty clear sense that it was going to work. It it was one of those moments where it's like, really, yeah, it was, it was weird. Cause I, 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 for a long time, the, the, the short stories did did not work. And I'd kind of come to this place where I, I didn't know what to do creatively. Um, and it was a very strange day because I, you know, I saw some of his work in the gift shop at the Vancouver Art Gallery. And I just, I, I could sort of sense as I was looking at it that um, there was something in me that could do that. And I and I also, this sounds strange, but I, for the first time I felt like, you know, I saw some of his work and I could kind of already tell, um, you know, that I, I'd have some tools to be able to build on that kind of style and that kind of uh, work. And so it, it was just this sort of series of of realizations. And, um, you know, the name itself, I, I sort of came to just on the train on the way home from Vancouver, from Vancouver to Portland. And on that same trip? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So I'd been in Vancouver, and then I was on the way home. And I was trying to just sort of write these, uh, you know, kind of phrases and then do a drawing to accompany the phrases. And um, yeah, it was just a word combination that again, just felt kind of intuitively like that was correct. And so I I just kind of went with it. I mean, there was no, there wasn't much of a, a strategy in the beginning. I just, I had these influences and these interests and uh, just kind of started. And it it really, you know, being anonymous was hugely helpful because I got all this feedback, you know, from people who had no idea who I was. And so I could, I could sort of over time, um, start to figure out what I could do and what was working and what wasn't. Um, so I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't know if I, I wish I had a, a, a more concise answer for you that, you know, no, was... I think
1: that's amazing. I, I just, I guess I, I, the questions I have are like, do you die laughing while you're writing these things? Because I have had to like hold myself up in the hallway of our house while attempting to convey one line of it. And I have to say that my husband's name now, we haven't called him this in a while, but like his, uh, my stepdaughter and I went through like a solid month of calling him a peanut butter bitch baby <laughs> because <laughs> of the cartoon. And we had sure. a cat that we called, um, old banana chips. Like oh, there's just so yeah. many in yeah. there that have gotten integrated. And I'm like, do you just come up with these phrases and just lose it? Or are you <laughs> like, no, that's pretty good. And then other people lose it?
0: Yeah, that's a great question. It's, it's, um, you know, it, it I, for me, I mean, I mean, on, on this side of it, it is, um, and I had been asked this question, uh, by a, a friend or someone, uh, who works, uh, for, you know, the publisher that's putting out my book, but, um, and I didn't know how to explain this and I, and I sort of, uh, sounded a little too pessimistic about it, but it, you know, it, it is, it is a lot of work. It's, it's a, um, a lot of this stuff, there's, there's a lot of revisions that it goes through. I, I, I know, when people first encounter it, some people dismiss it kind of quickly because it looks um, sort of chi- you know kind of childlike and it looks um, like not that d- difficult you know to do. To be honest, I, I you know it's kind of like well, how hard is it to to write a list, right? Um, but no,
1: I I believe me, I write a lot of lists in my life and none of them are that good. Well. So.
0: Well, I, I knew there
1: I, was a science to it.
0: Yeah, it, it's, it just, it, it's a lot of revising. It's a, um, there's kind of a long process of, of, you know, these things kind of coming to mind. And I, I take a lot of notes and then just, you know, see if they work. And there, there's a lot of them that, uh, you know, I've never done anything with that I th- <laughs> I think probably don't work and they, they don't make sense in the way, um, I hope that the finished kind of product does, but I, so for me, there are times I, I can kind of sense now um, when it's, it's on the right track. I, you know, it's, it's more, and I, I don't, I don't know. I'm trying to think if I've ever actually, I don't know if I've ever laughed necessarily at, at really? stuff I made. I don't think so. I mean, I think what I've, I will, I, I, what it is, is a feeling, I, I feel pleased with it. You know, I feel okay. like there's a kind of satisfaction. It's a, I think it's it's a different um, kind of emotion. It's it's that I feel, um, yeah, like I completed what I was trying to do. And I, I will, yeah, I mean, I will go back to some of them and I can kind of see it fresh. But, you know, part of the problem is I just look at it for so long. You know, some of these... Right some of these I've had for, for, for months and, and uh, they just don't ever kind of do what I want them to do. And uh, so I, I kind of sit there until, until it comes together, but I think I just, am, I'm a little too close to it. You know what I mean? I'm,
1: yeah, of course. It's,
0: it's hard to, for me to, I, I can hear when I think it's going to work, but it, it's hard for me to hear it like a, like a, um, you know, a reader, a reader would hear it. I think, um, I think so. Yeah. Um, but you know, my, my wife is, uh, the, the person that, that hears all of these first and she, <laughs> she, she's, um, a, a fantastic, uh, editor and just, you know, sounding board because I, I, it, there is this collaborative aspect to this where I, I will send her something and, and she, if I, if she's not reacting in the right way, then I, I know it's not quite, not quite there. So um, yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of a, I don't know, there's, there's a lot of kind of back and forth that I, I'm sure. here, you know,
1: that's amazing. Well, so do you get the idea first or do you get an item on a list and say, well, what would that go with or does it happen all different ways?
0: Yeah, it's another great question. So it, it's kind of both directions. So, you know, I've got, um, these, you know, lists of phrases and, uh, and and kind of word combinations and names and things that have no home in a sense. They've just sort of, you know, they're kind of homeless at the moment. And then if I am working on a new idea, then I'll sometimes figure out ways to to get them in there. But um, it's it's a very sort of uh, I was going to use the word iterative, but it's you know, there is a lot of cycling through material and. And uh, you know, a lot of trial and error. And I, I think the main thing I've I've got better at is just sensing when it's 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 getting there. I, I still have lots of failed ideas and I think there there's a lot of pieces that just are, are too nonsensical and, and we can talk about <laughs> that later too, because I there is a, a sort of there is a, a fine line between uh you know something working and something kind of spilling over into pure nonsense. And, and pure nonsense do, doesn't quite get the same, same effect. And yeah, that that's kind of maybe a longer, longer topic. But uh, yeah, so yeah, so that that's kind of my experience of it. I, I, I do wish, um, I am always curious, you know, what, what it they sort of feel like to encounter. And, and um, I don't know, I try to just kind of follow that instinct when it feels like it's, it's doing something, you know, in terms of the language and the and the visuals.
1: It's amazing to me when you said at the beginning that you were writing short stories and that they didn't feel like like strong enough or with distinctive enough character mm-hmm. when this is exactly the opposite. Like it is he the the, the whole thing is such a strong sense of character. Mm,
0: yeah. Yeah.
1: So it's almost, it's like character on steroids. Does it feel that way when you write them?
0: Yeah, That. well, that's nice of you to say. I. I that has always been, you know, the goal. I think, Um. I, yeah, I, it does feel that way. It does feel like uh, I sort of found uh, a format. And, you know, now I'm trying to think of ways to, to build upon the format or try to, ex, you know, expand on it a little bit. But it is a, a very strange thing where, you know, I think anybody, you know, anybody who makes art or is, is is a writer, you know, is is often in search of the right format, you know, the right medium. And that's that can take a long time. Some people, I think, you know, stumble into the, the right medium at a young age. But for me, you know, it took a long time to figure out, you know, that I'm somehow able to draw these things in this particular way and that I'm able to sort of think vertically in terms of, uh, you know, writing, it, it, it's a very, I, I think it's just almost a, a brain wiring kind of thing. It's how things are organized for me where I can, it's, it's slightly like poetry, but it's, it's not, you know, it's somewhere in between all these different kinds of writing and, and kinds of drawing. So um yeah, it's it's uh, it does feel that way though. I mean, I, I did have that sense when I first started, like before I posted anything. I could kind of tell, like, uh, I, for some reason, I'm kind of designed to to make this sort of thing. And uh, it's a weird thing. It's a really weird experience, you know, because it I had never had that. I mean, I, I've done a bunch of different things, and it just it you know never kind of um, never kind of felt. Uh, you know, kind of alive in that way.
1: So how, how was it when you first put it up? Did you start with Instagram or did you start somewhere else?
0: Yeah, I did. I did start on Instagram and uh, mostly because I just, you know, I didn't have any other outlet. So I, um, you know, I I, I did a, a my undergraduate degree in, in uh, literature. I, I studied Japanese and English literature. And then I did a master's degree in comparative literature, but I didn't, you know, I didn't do an MFA or I didn't, uh, you know, I'm, I'm not sort of trained as, as a writer or as a poet, I don't feel like I have any kind of professional training. It's all been sort of me on my own. And I don't really have a network of, of friends who are in those circles either. So I, I didn't, Really know anybody who was was you know publishing in literary journals or publishing books? I have a couple of professors who are um, you know doing things like that, but I I didn't have much much access to anything. So Instagram, you know, was kind of the the sort of only space I could see where I could kind of uh, try some of this stuff out. And I started there. Yeah, it was the fall of uh, of twenty fifteen, so September or so of that year. And, um, I mean, you can see I've left them up because I, I feel like it's somehow useful for me to remember where some of these things started, but they, yeah, they were very different. Uh, they were, I'm trying to think they were kind of observational, um, and they were more cartoon oriented rather than kind of list or, you know, text oriented, uh, And they were just, they were kind of strange drawings with these captions beneath them. So sort of like New Yorker cartoons, but not like the same kind of witty sort of humor. They were, um, just kind of odd, you know, (laughs) I, I don't know They, they, I felt like, you know, I'd find kind of sentence fragments and things that I I thought were interesting and, and tried to pair them with the images. And so, yeah, that, that's where it started. And, uh.
1: So you started in in 2015, and then as of recording day today, you have 180 thousand
0: followers. Yeah, I know, right? It's it's that is it is you know,
1: so great.
0: It, well, yeah, it is.
1: Or is it? Is it horrible? No, it's know. oh, oh no, no. I,
0: I should yeah. I don't want to imply that I'm not you know grateful for that. People are interested. I, I'm you know always just thrilled that that anybody anybody cares and, and is enjoying it. It's, yeah, it, it has been a, um, it, it's been a surreal thing, you know, because it, it was not, I mean, I, I did have a sense that it was going to work with a specific audience. Uh, I just, you know, I didn't know how big that audience was. I didn't know sort of who was doing things like this. You know, it, it kind of has taken some time to figure out, um, who, you know, some of the the people are that I feel a kind of kinship with. And um, yeah, it it has evolved quite a bit since then. I mean, I I have, you know, uh, put, you know, a lot of kind of thought and, and energy into figuring out how to how to kind of evolve this thing. And yeah, I mean, I haven't had many other hobbies. I'll be honest. It's it's, it's sort of, Uh,
1: this one seems pretty great, so I wouldn't blame you. Yeah. It's kind of, this one was kind of filling that, filling that category.
0: Right. Right. Yeah. It, it, it sort of has. And, um, yeah, it's, it's been a, it's been a great sort of creative experience for me and it's, it's, um, I, I'm, you know, in the process of figuring out kind of how to keep evolving. I always, you know, I don't want to, don't want to repeat myself. Uh, so I'm, yeah, I'm always thinking about that. How do I, how do I sort of expand this or uh, improve it in certain ways? So I'm, I'm thinking about that too, but uh, yeah.
1: Well, how is the process of it becoming a book? Cause you now have a book coming out and I think that's kind of an amazing cycle that's happened where you started out writing these stories and you're like, this isn't quite working. I mean, I'm going to publish these. I don't know. And then going in a direction, it's like, no, I like this better. And now you end up with a book anyway, which is awesome.
0: It it is weird. It is a strange, I I don't know how if, yeah, I don't know if this is common or or not to kind of, you know, I found a a sort of pathway that I think the first thing to say about it is that it, it was just not Expected it was not in my frame of reference for you know how I would be working creatively to be doing you know to to be drawing first of all this is not something you know I, I had done much of so my family you know when they found out that this was me I told them about a year ago exactly and I had siblings oh, you mean
1: told them a year ago yeah. and they they were they fans and didn't realize it was you yeah,
0: yeah so. I had siblings that were following me and yeah they did not know. They did not know.
1: So great. Yeah.
0: <laughs> they didn't know. My sister had been following from the beginning. So she had been following for a long time and you know would tag like her friends in the stuff I was making and and I remember it was it was a confusing experience because I was kind of like, well, I can't like tell everybody at now, like I just started, I need some more time. And then it, it kind of kept escalating to the point where I, I couldn't, you know, it was getting hard. It was, I was like, this is gonna be so weird to tell her at this point. Um. So yeah, a year ago I did send her a text and just sort of said, you know, like a, by the way, uh, kind of, Oh yeah. by hey, the way, I'm I'm, <laughs>
1: birthday. Yeah.
0: <And laughs> she, yeah, she sort of had a panic, like a mild panic attack for a minute and was really? like, she, you know, because they they just, uh, th- this, once you know that it's me and people that know me, you know, in my, uh, you know, personal life, it, it makes sense to them once, once they see it and they're like, oh yeah, this is, there's so many aspects of you and kind of your, your sense of humor that are in this. But if you don't know that it's me, it's, it's, it wouldn't be obvious, you know? So, so, cause I, the, I have a brother who's, who's a, a, a well-known, um, animator He he's a, a video game animator and in, mm. in LA and he, you know he's the 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 one who draws the one who's artistic in that way and so you know they were not expecting me to be somebody who'd be doing that and I, and I never did either you know I was thinking you know I'm, I'm a serious I thought for a while yeah maybe I'm a fiction writer or I I can write kind of you know serious sort of highbrow fiction and uh I did a lot of that. I mean, I did, I did a lot of that, that just kind of never went, never went anywhere. Um, and so I don't know there there is some truth, I think, to just being open to, uh, what your, you know, skills actually are. And I think we always have an idea about who we are in this kind of aspirational self as a creative person, right? Like I'm, you know, and, and you know what you like and you often want to emulate that. And, it's, it's been this kind of big realization for me, you know, personally that I, I, I have some skills that might not be the skills I thought I had. <laughs> and that's, that's, um, a, a strange thing to go through, you know, where I started understanding, like, um, you know, whatever it is that I'm doing here, this is something that I, I feel like I'm supposed to be doing. Cause I'm, it's just sort of where my skill set is. And uh, I think I resisted that for a while. I I kind of would resist the idea of doing, you know, something that wasn't um, especially literary or, you know, I've tried to integrate a lot of those influences into this, but, you know, I was in academia um, in the humanities for some time, and uh, there's a very sort of literary mindset there. And so, Um, yeah, it's, it's kind of this, this process of learning, uh, I think where, you know, where your voice is and, and it's a, it's a confusing, complicated thing. So I do feel really, really lucky, you know, really grateful that, that I've sort of uncovered this, this piece of it.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think that there's so much of that now where there is, there are all of these, arenas in which you can be creative and ways that you can share stories. Mm-hmm. And there's more and more outlets for it. And there's more and more formats and there's more and more ways to consume content. Mm-hmm. And yet we still seem to put literary fiction kind of on this pedestal. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I love reading literary fiction like anybody else. And I've been sort of slogging along with my own novel for over a year and, you know, in yeah, probably yeah. a similar identity situation, but there is this sense of like, Oh, this is, you know, serious and other things are not when I just don't think that's true anymore. And we all have to think about like, well, who am I open to being? And maybe would I be happier, you know, having more room to consider the options?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I, I, I totally agree. It's a, um, yeah, I think we, we all have to kind of, you know, reckon with, with the fact that, um uh, you know, we're in a different, we're in a different age. We have different technologies at our disposal and, and people, you know, engage with language and with, uh, you know, with, with writing and with art in, in, in very different ways. And um, I think, yeah, that's something that takes time, I think, to kind of, for everyone to to get their head around, you know, that, you know, the, the stuff that's happening that, that might seem kind of lowbrow or might seem um, sort of not worth spending time on. I mean, I, I, I felt like, uh, it's, it is, we're, we are at this kind of, uh, yeah, we are in this kind of, uh, evolution point where I think the way we read, the way we consume, um, you know, art is, is just, is changing so drastically that I think we have to, yeah, we do have to at least think about, about how we, uh, respond to that. And I will say there, there's a book, um, by a writer. Her name's uh, Virginia Heffernan. It's called uh, Magic and Loss. Uh, this, it, it, So the subtitle is The Internet as Art, I believe, is what it's called. And uh, mm. it's a book. This really was a huge influence on um, this kind of shift that took place for me, let's see, summer of 2016, where I, I kind of shifted to longer, more text-based stuff. So before that, I, I was doing mostly kind of one panel sort of uh, drawings. You know, there'd be a little bit of text or these kind of comic, you know, sort of situations. And then maybe there's a little bit of dialogue. Um, but in that book, she, I won't be able to replicate her argument, but she she essentially, you know, argues, uh, you know, for the internet as a place to create, you know, legitimate art. Um, and it's, you know, it's it's really wonderfully written and I thought really nicely argued. And it was very convincing to me, and and she pointed out, you know, for example, that, uh, you know, we often bemoan the fact that nobody reads anymore, but she sort of points out that it, it's actually just the opposite. You know, we're living in this sort of hyper literate situation where it's on our phones, but everyone is reading constantly. You know, we're we're constantly engaged with language, like maybe too much, you know, but we're we're always reading all the time whether it's text messages, emails, news articles, whatever it is. Uh, and I sort of, you know, became a little bit more optimistic after reading that book. And, and I thought, you know, I can probably put some more text in this. You know, I could probably, try, <laughs> I could try.
1: I could probably handle it.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, you know, because there's always a sense on social media that, you know, the advice I think I had, heard, or just sort of, you kind of assume looking at what other artists and other people are doing is that you need to make it, very uh sort of snappy and easily consumable you know like th- you don't want to complicate things or else people are just going to scroll past and um so i i started to realize i was like well maybe if if i could figure out how to write this in a in a you know compelling way and allow this voice to come out a little bit more maybe i think people will read it i think there are we're doing that all the time And uh, so, so anyway, that, yeah, that book, I think was a, was a big, uh, big factor in me sort of looking at, you know, the stuff I do and, and I know everyone doesn't, doesn't view it this way. I have friends and, and other people who I think, think I'm probably, you know, you know, wasting, (laughs) wasting my time or, or why this isn't a serious, uh, a serious pursuit. Um, But I, I think that's, that's fine. I think this is just the nature of, of our, um, you know the situation we're in with with technology and and how we engage with it.
1: Well, you can always have the argument. Um, 180,000 fans can't be wrong.
0: I guess, I guess, right? I think. Well, yeah. I mean, I um, I do. Yeah, I do. I do feel like um, you know. I, I I try to ask. I, I know I'm asking more of people than some other folks who are doing stuff in the similar kind of vein. It's I think my stuff, you know, there's just more reading, there's, there's more reading. Um, There's a, I I try to make it a a little bit more. um, I don't know if I do this deliberately, but it just kind of comes out in ways that are a little bit hard to decipher sometimes. And I think that is both good and bad. I think some people really enjoy the fact that you know, it, it doesn't quite fit in any category. Um, mm. they're like, is this satire or are you serious? You know, I, I, get those questions a lot and I try to not define that for people. I mean, I, I think there's a little bit of both, but I know for some people it, it they, they read it, um, you know, the, their reference point is, is just very different. And so they, they see it and it's like, it's just doesn't connect. Uh, it doesn't connect at all. So, um, and that's f- well, I'm
1: sad for them. I'm sad. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I, I have never once thought to myself while reading them, "Well, what category does this fit in?" I'm just like trying not to like drip snot all over myself because I'm <laughs> like weeping with laughter. Uh,
0: well, that's that's great. I mean, yeah, that's what I would hope is that uh, you know, it, it 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 has a lot to do with I think just people's reading style. I've I've kind of noticed that. You know, some people Mm. if they read for let me think how to how to describe it, like um, you know, if if you read primarily for plot, let's say, or for for content and and maybe you're less interested in kind of the the nuances of language or um, you know, just sort of words in, in, in and of themselves, I think I, I, yeah I think sometimes it's just gonna kind of it's gonna not register the, the right or you're they're gonna feel like and i I've gotten this comment to before uh you know quite a bit from from some people where um yeah they, they just kind of feel like it's it's um it's just kind of dumb you know it's just kind of like, <laughs> like, this is just like what's the point it's just sort of dumb and it's it's i one of the biggest yeah one of the biggest misconceptions I think is is they I've heard this a lot where people are like, you know, you're just being weird for the sake of being weird, or you're trying to be funny by just saying really bizarre, absurd things. And yeah, that's never, that's actually never what I'm trying to do. I'm, I'm only trying to make stuff that feels like it's kind of alive in some way, you know, and yeah, it has personality and it feels true in some sense, you know, and, and things that are weird that don't feel true or they're kind of untethered from reality to me they just never really they're never really funny i mean they never really work you know if it's just pure nonsense pure absurdity that tends to be um i i think just just not very interesting um so it is a lot about word choice there's a lot in there about uh rhythm you know and, and sort of thinking about how these words appear visually when they're next to each other um so there is a, a slightly more poetic, I think, sensibility in the sense of, you know, you, I think you do need to kind of be interested or at least kind of attuned to some of those things for it to, for it to connect. You know, if you're like, you know, who is, is this, is this person just, this is terrible advice or whatever it is, you know, They're like <laughs> this advice doesn't work. Like wh- what is the point of reading this? Um, yeah, I mean, I hope in the experience of reading it, you you know, you do get something uh, that feels helpful. You know, that's kind of the idea is that um, these bits of advice, I hope they're helping, but probably not in the way that they first announced themselves to be helping.
1: Sort of like the way that you ended up writing. It's, <laughs> right. It's a similar yeah. process, like advice that works not for the reason you think and yeah. a writing project that comes alive not in the way that you originally intended.
0: Yeah, I hadn't even thought about that. But yeah, exactly, exactly. There's a kind of, uh, it kind of sneaks in, you know, somehow and uh, does it in a different way. Or, yeah, or or some people feel like it's just, it's pure satire that i'm i'm sort of making fun of of different things or or of kind of lists and internet writing um there's always well
1: that's true there is a lot of listicle writing out there
0: yeah and oops sorry about that um that's true i i think you know that, that would not uh last i i think you know there, there's always there right. are just, there's a little bit of that on with some topics where i'm kind of poking fun at different things but um, I think I realized kind of soon, uh, kind of quickly that like this can't sustain itself. <laughs> like I can't, it's just not me either to be a, a purely kind of cynical or satirical person. There's always needs to be more sort of, I think, reality and more sentiment in there. Um, so yeah, it, I kind of get, get, uh, I think I'm in between a bunch of different things, but I'm, yeah, I'm glad, I'm glad You feel like uh, that's not as big of a concern, the the genre.
1: Not really. I mean, well, the one thing I, as you were talking, it made me think of is that, well, I'm just a language obsessed creature. So I think the use of language is really appealing, but there's also something of kind of Dadaism in it Mm -hmm. for me, which Mm -hmm. I, my undergrad was in art history and I did my, I was a Duchamp junkie Mm -hmm. and did my senior thesis on Duchamp. And. The large glass, and how he was in some ways deliberately trying to mislead people whenever he talked about his work, he was they were like, <laughs> "What's this about?" and he would say a different thing every single time, right, and I loved him, I still love him. I'm sort of like you know born in the wrong time period kind of thing. um I would have loved to have known him and but there is a little bit of that in here. it's like it just genuinely feels fun, Mm. what's happening on the page. Yeah,
0: I can, I could see that. Yeah, there, there is. uh, Yeah, absolutely. Those. So let me think, I mean, I've been talked to a few people about this, but you know, uh, Dada or just, you know, surrealism in general, Mm -hmm. I'm not especially, you know, well-versed in, in any one of these artists or writers, but i mean for for sure that is uh, i think kind of a natural mode for my um for my humor and and i i i think what i've i've tried to do is is figure out how to how to integrate some of those tendencies into um you know more sort of uh i don't want to say sentimental but um you know more sort of sincere i think uh, expressions so th- there's always I try to have something in there, um, or I don't know if I try to do this anymore, but I, I tend to sort of always land in places where, um, you know, I, I, want people to engage with it, I guess, on different levels. So there's a kind of playfulness to it, but there's also hopefully a kind of, uh, underlying, uh, sincerity, I, you know, or, or something that feels like there's some real, something, something real in terms of sentiment in there. Um, so it is a little bit, you know, in terms of, for example, the book, trying to, trying to market the book. I know.
1: Yes. We've t- this is very interesting <laughs> to me. Like how you went from like the wild west of like having total control and you're, right. you know, I'm just going to put these up when I feel like it. And then did they approach you or how did you end up with the book? And then how has it been to work on a book and totally transform sort of the the output method?
0: Yeah, th- this is a, it's a great, great set of questions. And it's been quite, quite an experience because, um, you know, they they did approach me. So uh, the publishers, Andrews McMeal, and they're known for, you know, these big, uh, very famous comics. So, um, you know, Peanuts, uh, Calvin and Hobbes, uh, The Far Side, They they have Uh, all of these, these uh, folks. And, you know, they've, they've done a lot of these really big web uh, sort of web comic uh, folks too. very, very popular people, you know, like the oatmeal and Sarah's scribbles, people who, um, you know, are, are are very, very large audiences. So they uh, my editor there, she had emailed me. So it was the fall 2016. So I, I'd only been doing it. So this is
1: like a year and a half or something.
0: Yeah, that's right. I, I I started the account only a year earlier. I'd only been doing this for 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 that year. And wow. Yeah, and and you know, they said you know we think this could could translate into um, you know a small book, and uh, you know they wanted a certain number of pieces that I, I hadn't posted anywhere. So um, you know I I just. Of course, you know, was excited uh, that they were interested. I I, and I'm still, you know, it remains to be seen, sort of how this this plays out because, I, you know, my stuff is not. um, I mean, I'm not sure what to compare it to. You know that they've published that this has been, I think, a question. You know, they've had, and I've had. We've all been trying to kind of figure out you know, exactly, you know, how to frame this for people, because they they also publish a lot of poetry. Um, so like Rupi, Rupi Kaur, you know, people that sell oh, yeah. lots of books of, of poetry, um, these very, very famous folks. Uh, and I think that I was somewhere in in the middle of all of this stuff, you know, they felt like it kind of looks like poetry. Sometimes it's not poetry, it kind of has this absurdist thing, like maybe the far side, you know, the humor is very dry also in, in a mm-hmm. lot of places. So I, I think it, it it was a good fit, but I, I think we're still trying to sort out, um, how to frame this for people because, uh, you know, people who are fans of that publisher or like things that they put out, um, you know, some of the feedback has been a, they're a little bit confused about you know, <laughs> what is this supposed to be? Like, it, is it, um, and, Right. And so, so that, that is a new, um, this is a new territory, you know, because I, when you shift from just the creative output to now a more, more of a marketing mindset, or you have to at least even, you know, just think about how to describe this so people can kind of make sense of it. Um, I, yeah, I think we'll see how it goes. We're, we're, you know, I'm hopeful that people will, enough people will kind of, um, you know, connect with it, but uh it is a little tricky. It's a little tricky because it's it's visually, I mean, I was trying to think, you know, of like, okay, where is this sort of template coming from where you have text and you've got things illustrated around the side of the text and there's some kind of title. The best I could think of was like, you know, William Blake or Lewis Carroll, like these very old 19th century right. you know, poets who were um, you know, kind of making these etchings of poetry and or, you know, in, in the case of William Blake making these etchings and um this is sort of where it comes from, but that's not a great tagline. I don't I don't think these days <laughs> the
1: modern William yeah, Blake.
0: Like the twenty first century William Blake. I don't I, that's not I, I don't expect that to be too compelling to most most uh people today. So I don't know. I don't know. We'll see how it how it goes.
1: I like the phrase poem comics that you use in the description of it.
0: Yeah, well, yeah, thanks. Maybe I,
1: people aren't ready I, for that. But I think, you know, I think about like new forms as they showed up. I'm sure at some point people were like, "What? what is this? And what is a novel? You know, like you keep looking at – movies from a certain period of time, and they all just thought all fiction novel, which now we hold as like the sort of pinnacle of artistic achievement in the written word. It was like a horrible smut and just right. not to be touched, you know, like, don't let the young ladies get their hands on the novels for <laughs> right. God's sake, Right. you know,
0: they're corrupting the, and game. now
1: everyone's like, please, I've just got to write a novel to prove my worth as a writer. And, you know, I think that everything goes through this evolution and, and maybe you're just onto something new here.
0: Well, I you know, I I I hope so in a sense. I, I I'm I'm glad you like the term. I I'm trying that out a little bit to see. I you know, some of the new stuff that I'm working on I think is is moving more in that direction where it's it's maybe slightly less um sort of advice oriented and um that was I think a useful kind of natural form for me to be uh, writing in. Um it just sort of felt kind of natural, but yeah, I think I think some of the stuff I'm doing now or I'm going to try to do is going to be a little bit more um in that kind of space. But I yeah, I I agree. I mean, I was what was it? The other day looking at uh oh, well, I'm trying to think of where I came across this, but just sort of early encounters or sort of critical opinion of of um you know, talkies, of of motion pictures that included right. sound. It was like this very lowbrow sort of like th- this is never going to go anywhere or I should say maybe it was silent <laughs> film maybe it was film yeah that's what it was it was just film in general it's like oh it's like this thing's
1: is, moving looking at pictures this yeah, is bullshit. this is
0: not nobody's going to like this uh this is a waste of time this is not an art form so yeah i think it's kind of exciting i think there are new possibilities uh that we we can kind of combine different forms and different media in, in new ways so um yeah, we'll see. We'll see. see.
1: Well, you'll just have to tell us about what it's like to be on the bleeding edge. I mean, I think of all these art forms, you know, as a art history, when I could probably run on forever. But like even photography, it was just like photographers have had chips on their shoulders for you know a hundred and some years right. about like, oh, it's not painting, it's not painting. Right. So don't get too excited, you know.
0: Right. right.
1: And uh, and yeah, it, it's it has so many different capabilities you know, that are just unique and important on their own. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. So it's, it's kind of a, it's an interesting, uh, interesting kind of, I think we're still in this kind of wild West period where, you know, I have some friends and other people doing kind of similar things, but I think everyone's trying to understand, uh, you know, what, what this kind of writing looks like and how to translate that into books, I think is, is the, is the next stage where I think we're all trying to understand that, you know, like, um, you know, what kind of book, you know, what is the experience of reading this like? And I, I, I feel like it works and I, I'm, I'm really happy with, with how it turned out, but it's, it's uh yeah, I think it's, it's for sure a kind of new, uh, a new new sort of medium in a sense.
1: Well, I think there's nothing more exciting than than being inside of something like that that's new because you look back on these things later and think, oh, of course, but at the time it felt, you know, it feels uncertain and strange and is this going to work? Right. Is it going to collapse? But there's something really alive about it. At, right. In some ways, I think that's the whole point of creating in the first place. Yeah,
0: I agree. I mean, I... I I hope that there's there's enough kind of energy and uh, and kind of life in, in, in it that uh, you know it kind of can sustain itself as as a book and uh, that's been something I thought a lot about as I was putting it together. You know, how do I how do I you know it's 120 pages, so it's it's not like you know just one post that you scroll past. You know, you read for a minute. So it's it, we did have to think about you know variation between pages, you know, thematically, but also in terms of the language. So I, I got pretty detailed in, in terms of, you know, thinking about the ordering of it. Um, so that took a, a really long time to to order it because first we just tried to do it randomly, but, but I realized that, you know, there would be sort of repetition between certain pages where it was kind of certain phrases were kind of stepping on other phrases. So, so yeah, it, it was it was quite a process to figure out how to to uh, order these things and how to how to kind of create a reading experience from from um, you know what began as as posts, but you know I, they're they're the same. A lot of you know a lot of the artwork is the same. A lot of the posts are the same, but there is this kind of switch where you know they're rectangular. First of all, we had to kind of. I had to kind of adapt it. Yeah. They're slightly rectangular. They're not square. Um, And so that, that took, you know, sort of reorganizing in terms of where the text is. And um, I know that graphic designers there were probably so, so sick of me because I was, they'd send me a draft and I'd, I'd have to say, okay, like, you know, can this sentence kind of be spaced over four spaces? <laughs> it's like,
1: Oh no, I'm totally with yeah. you. I, I, I was, I mean, I was a proofreader. So I like, will start to recurne signs outside of bars, you know, when they have those letters in the right, thing and I'll sit right. there and start, I'm just like, Oh, I can't stand the kerning.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And And with, with my stuff, it's also cause there's the, the drawing and the image where there is a, there's oh, yeah. a bit of an interaction between the two. And if, if they're not, I've sort of learned like if they're positioned incorrectly, it's, it just kind of like the balance is off and it looks very strange. So um, yeah, it was, it was a a kind of intense and it was a fun process though, I should say, you know, my editor uh, there, Melissa has been uh, fantastic uh, and seemed, you know, right from the beginning, really understood um, what I was trying to do. And I felt really lucky that that everyone there, you know, was, was very supportive. Cause it's not, it, it isn't, I don't think a very, you know, uh typical uh, sort of book for, for them to, to put out. I, you know, I think there are, it makes sense on, on, uh, you know, a number of levels why they were interested, but I think, um, you know, they, I, I'm not, yeah, I, I don't think my stuff's for everybody. I mean, I, I think that's, that's clear. I think for some people, it's just, it's, uh, you know, the sense of humor is is not theirs. So um, I think we'll see, you know, kind of how that goes. But yeah, I'm hopeful. And I, I've been happy with uh, how it turned out. So um, yeah, so we'll see, see how it goes.
1: Well, congratulations on the book. And I hope everybody runs out and grabs it and that they are now just eager as eager to have it as as I am. And I'm so grateful that you were able to come on and talk to us more. I'm even more um, enthusiastic about your work now that we've gotten to have this conversation. Oh,
0: thanks. Yeah, that's, that's, that's so nice. Yeah, I hope, um, I hope people enjoy it. And I hope it's, uh, you know, it, uh, it it kind of does what people are expecting it to. I I feel like it does. I feel like it, we, you know, accomplished what we were trying to do with it. So um, we'll see what everyone thinks.
1: Absolutely. Thank you so much.
0: Thanks for having me. Thanks so much.
1: Thank you for listening to The Secret Library Podcast. The show is produced by me, Caroline Donahue, and Frederick Barry McWilliams Jr., my tireless audio engineer. To get show notes for this episode and all other episodes, please visit secretlibrarypodcast.com. To get updates, literary love, and notification when new episodes are posted, sign up there for Footnotes, my newsletter. And to learn about life coaching with me to work on building your writing life, visit carolinedonahue.com. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with a friend. Gold stars to everybody who leaves a rating and review on iTunes. We're so grateful. Until next time, happy reading. So how do we get AI right?
0: Well, we need the right volume of data, the software to train it, and massive compute power, or...
1: Another one bites the dust. Are you ready? Hey, are you ready for this? Are you hanging on the edge of your seat?
0: But with HPE GreenLake, we get access to supercomputing to power AI at the scale we need, helping generate better insights. All right! Nice teamwork, guys. Search
1: HPE GreenLake.